and thank you for joining us on the Therapy Cable podcast. What you're about to listen to are conversations and interviews on some of the most crucial and important topics in the behavioral and mental health space. It is our mission to help remove the stigmas attached to mental health, psychology, and addiction, one recording at a time. Therapy Cable, I'm Dr. Ehsan Garajadaki, and today we will be covering Cluster C personality disorders. So under Cluster C, which is uh, basically characterized by what we call a core issue about fear and anxiety, this is the category that um, uh, describes the modality by which people usually form the pers- their personalities around the main uh, concern of being fearful about certain things in life. And um, so what we have within the cluster are three categories or three personality disorders. Uh, Number one, the avoidant personality disorder. The second one, the dependent personality disorder. And the third one, the obsessive compulsive personality disorder. So uh, let's go through that and see how they're related to being fearful as a common thread among them. So uh, avoidant personality disorder really is characterized by someone who more or less avoids um, certain situations, people in general, they they kind of keep to themselves and they also uh, are more or less fearful of being rejected or um, excluded or are not accepted. So uh, their their anxiety uh, has taught them, if you will, to become, so so to say, uh, preemptive and and anticipate this type of threat, if you will, and and work against it or come up with a counteraction that uh, prevents what they fear most. So rather than um, risking the opportunity of actually uh, interacting, engaging, and participating within a certain environment, um, be it um, uh, outing or uh, interpersonal relationships, this certain decision-making, uh, and knowing that ultimately they're going to be rejected or shunned or excluded or abandoned, if you will, they um, they feel it coming. They, they fear that this is uh, bound to happen and there's no way of really preventing it and not having learned uh, core skills to negotiate their way around uh, such challenges in interpersonal relationships. They simply avoid certain situations. And, and with that, what I mean, it really is, uh, unfortunately, a... Uh, persistent pattern and um, uh, approach toward all situations in their life. So they only do the minimum necessary where they can get by in terms of their uh, daily uh, livelihood, you know, whether it is um, engaging in certain job-related, task-related chores that they need to get done in order to just 
you know make a living um, or uh, to simply take care of certain obligations or responsibilities within a relationship to just be done with that minimum responsibility and really it's more of a survival only type of a approach and strategy and they're also hardly uh, you know seen if you will in in therapeutic situations and or in general Uh, I don't know uh, how many uh, avoidant people you have you yourself have observed we have from all these other categories and clusters we see many people with many of the features of dramatic lifestyles like we talked about borderline antisocial histrionic narcissistic we also see people with odd behaviors and a little bit of paranoia and so forth everybody has seen them and ocpd as well people who are very perfectionistic but uh, we hardly see people who are kind of avoidant and very much due to that nature because they're avoiding in such situations. They're avoiding being seen. They're avoiding the interaction and um, even the opportunity for others to observe uh, these individuals in action. So um, with that in mind, you know, it's kind of a simple category. It's very clear what's happening with them. And uh, they're just doing that to really protect themselves from that ultimate, um, uh, I would say, uh, heartbreak or pain or aggravation or disillusionment or even specifically sadness that is associated with um, uh, being rejected, not being welcomed, not belonging. And um, uh, it's a quite uh, isolated type of a lifestyle because they avoid most situations and most people. So they kind of stick to themselves. They are by themselves. They are preoccupied with certain things within their own life, uh, whatever it may be. And uh, there's a sense of a great sense of loneliness that goes with it because they actually desire uh, interaction with others, uh, unlike what we have discussed, schizoid personality disorder in cluster A, where there is not even a desire to actually interact with others. But people with avoidant personalities actually are suffering, if you think about it. You know, they because they, there isn't a desire, there is a longing for normal uh, life and interaction with others. However, there is this constant fearfulness around being rejected and not welcomed and not being valued and appreciated so they constantly avoid such conflict and such possibilities and opportunities so it's a very lonely lonesome sad isolated um, and again kind of fearful type of a uh, lifestyle that these individuals harbor Uh, second category in cluster c is called the dependent uh, personality disorder so now the dependent uh, person, really the, the main issue that they have is around taking risks, actually, like living with the consequences of their decisions. Because they are fearful around making decisions due to the fact that they would have to accept those risks and live with those consequences, and that may be just too overwhelming, too anxiety-provoking for them, too fearful, too terrifying and to a point where they may uh, feel like they're falling apart, you know, just because they made the wrong choice and decision and there is a horrendous, at least seemingly horrendous uh, outcome 
they were trying to prevent such um, experience from happening. Therefore, what they do, they tend to not make decisions. Now, in life, when we uh, you know, live a regular life, if you will, it's just hard not to make decisions at all. It's just impossible. Uh, every person is uh, bound to have to make certain decisions from you know, morning to evening, you know, basically through their waking hours. They have to make tons of decisions. So, yeah, some of the decisions are kind of mundane and routine and they can be handled. They don't have major consequences. But uh, many decisions, uh, important decisions in, one li in one's life are uh, significant and crucial. So they can have dire consequences. Um, uh, now, uh, on the surface, many of the decisions that people with dependent personality have to make may seem simple and easy to make. However, uh, to them it is not. So to, to give an example, it's a simple decision where to go eat, let's say, or what to have for dinner, or what kind of a furniture to buy, or what kind of a um, you know, trip to make, and uh, what kind of a budget to put together for sort of specific expenditure. So these are kind of simple decisions generally. People, in, in, in general, most people get used to these decisions and they, they make some mistakes, they live with it, and they go on. Um, but people with dependent personality, you may find that even have a hard time with these simple uh, decisions, as I mentioned earlier. But the idea here is that, they, you know, they are simply uh, deficient, if you will, they, that's their weakness. They haven't learned the skill set, the coping mechanism to um, come to terms with this um, kaleidoscope in life in terms of um, you know, kind of a, if you will, dual or multiple perspective about life. That life is that you know, pro. There are pros and cons. There are good and bad. There is uh, there are uh, advantages, advantages and disadvantages. So uh, that's just simplicity of life. But they have a hard time with uh, dealing with that kind of overcoming this reality that there are certain. Uh, mistakes, mishaps, failures, disadvantages that they, they just need to live with and accept. So therefore, uh, it's hard for them to actually, you know, push themselves through to make a decision, live with that consequence, and get over it. So instead of going through this, if you will, path of step-by-step uh, -step accepting realities of life and just live with the imperfections of life, what they do is they depend on others to make these decisions for them. So you would see this uh, pattern and trend in, in the individual with the dependent personality who is highly relying on their partners, on their family members, on others. It could be even a roommate that, where they constantly ask others to make decisions for them. So if they're going somewhere to eat rather than expressing their opinion, what they want to eat and what they feel like, you know, eating today or, or cooking or, uh, you know, such decisions, they, they would just defer that uh, decision to somebody else. They, they don't express their opinion. They don't say what they like. They kind of uh, just kind of go around. If it is one person or two people or a group of people, they go around and then uh, always kind of reflect back on the others what, they, what other people wanted. 
uh, or when it comes to let's say budgeting rather than saying well this is what I think this is what we should do etc they just kind of differ and and go along with whatever decisions are being made by other people they don't express their distaste or dissent or disagreements and uh, so ultimately over time if you think about it if you're doing this on a daily basis uh, their life becomes highly dependent on all kinds of decisions that are done by all kinds of people so now mostly uh, individuals with dependent personality they become dependent on one person the one that is closest to them uh, a lot of times it's husband and, and wives or partners um, at times it's a family relationship like parent children relationship and it could be uh, in both directions either children becoming just even grown-up children let's say people in their late 20s 30s 40s 50s just dependent on their family to make decisions for them uh, and, and not risk uh, making their own decisions and living with those kinds of consequences or vice versa parents that uh, uh, you know could be highly dependent on their children whatever the children say uh, even again grown even younger children for instance you know even teenage children children who make certain decisions and parents just go along with it especially i would say in, in single parent uh, households uh, this this could happen um, so um, ultimately uh, the fearfulness of uh, risking something risking a, uh, a choice more or less go do i go this way or that way that fearfulness leads the person to just relent and give up on their uh, on their freedom of decision making and uh, taking that step and they defer that to other individuals and therefore become highly reliant and dependent on others the third category uh, in cluster C is called uh, OCPD or obsessive compulsive personality disorder and I got to make sure that there's a distinction you understand that OCPD is different than OCD. OCD is not a personality disorder it's part of what we used to call axis 1 um, and it's a fee also fear anxiety uh, driven type of a disorder but it is not necessarily a personality disorder it has more to do with certain phobias around certain uh, tasks issues situations especially germs or um, uh, certain actions that uh, are very limited and also it's more treatable than OCPD because Basically, it's not an enduring, lifelong personality disorder. It is more um, something that we can discuss in other videos if you uh, like to know more about them. But OCPD here is more about a, an enduring personality uh, characteristic, a trait, a, a tendency of a person over um, most, most of their lives. Basically, the way they lead their life, the way they lead their relationships, the way they lead um, you know, their household, the way they um, take care of themselves and others, their, also uh, their opinions, you know, the way they express and um, actually uh, uh, impose, if you will, their opinions on situations or on people or on relationships. And the OCPD, basically, the core issue of this uh, personality disorder is a sense of perfectionism. So 
And again, how does it relate to fearfulness? The fearfulness of uh, not being able to control one's life, not being able to predict um, more or less the future. Uh, it can be the immediate future or the further future down the road. But we understand that uh, predictability um, and foreseeing certain threats in life are necessary for a person's survival. We understand how OCPD's mind has been uh, highly focused and concentrated around this need of survival, which is manifested in their desire of predictability to be able to kind of call out shots, certain uh, odds in the future to, uh, to kind of know what is down the road, what's expecting them down the road, and to be able to be in a position of control and power and protection for themselves so they can take care of themselves and take care of the situation rather than being completely uh, overwhelmed, uh, lost, um, uh, at a loss, not knowing what to say, not knowing what to do, uh, being taken advantage of. So uh, this particular challenge has uh, driven a person with OCPD to develop that type of a mindset and focus in life to want to always um, be in charge, be in control, predict the situation and the future so they can kind of relax. So if you think about it, uh, they get themselves into this overdrive of highly controlling type of approach toward themselves and their environment in order to relax. Even though this highly controlling uh, approach and um, predisposition toward their life and everybody else is uh, exhausting and very taxing and, uh, and tiring and, and also not, not only to themselves but also to others around them and a lot of times comes across as quite rigid and uh, inflexible and um, uh, maybe even uh, off-putting and, uh, and, and at times even harsh and disrespectful and too controlling. So uh, people just kind of um, lose interest over time in dealing with someone who is so perfectionistic because they have to deal with their anxieties of this person with perfectionism. And uh, whereas other people in general, they may just kind of relax naturally. They may worry less about the future and be more uh, present in the moment and uh, and have developed the ability to kind of live with the imperfections of their life and are okay with um, having less than a perfectly controllable and manageable situation in their life. So they have learned more or less a coping skill to uh, deal with the imperfections and the inefficiencies and deficiencies of, of their life and environment and people around them. So they're more relaxed. And then uh, having to deal with someone who has OCPD actually uh, creates more anxiety for them. But a person with OCPD doesn't recognize that and doesn't generally subconsciously doesn't even care about it as they're already overwhelmed with their own anxiety of about the future, about the environment, about what may happen. So this perfectionism a need for perfectionism leads a person to um, engage in certain what we call compulsive uh, actions and habits, and that's where the 
um, uh, the, o, the C for OCPD stands for obsessive compulsive. These compulsions are tasks and routine, um, you know, uh, if you will, behaviors that a person is engaging in on a constant basis in order to deal with their underlying anxiety that may arise if life around them is not perfect, which, by the way, is the, um, uh, related to the obsessive part of the OCPD. So uh, to kind of break it down, we have obsess obsessions, we have compulsions, and then we have uh, a personality disorder and the core of it around issues with um, perfectionism and the need to control and predict the environment. So these anxieties that may uh, constantly pop up in terms of what may happen in the future, you know, I better be in charge, I better be in control, I better be on top of my game or things will fall apart. These anxieties can constantly lead to a person's continuous engagement in certain compulsive uh, actions that they, they can't fight against. These are just certain things that immediately um, uh, drive and determine the actions of this person in order to uh, just like we mentioned, create as much as a perfect of a situation as possible in order to prevent the worst from happening. So we reviewed avoidant, dependent, uh, and obsessive-compulsive personality disorders. They are all uh, centered and revolve around this common theme of fearfulness of certain uh, possible uh, worst-case scenarios that may happen and um, uh, create some damage and destruction in their lives. It's, this is very much a subconscious or unconscious dynamics that is going on. If people were um, acutely and astutely aware of these anxieties and how these anxieties are driving them and how they are not necessarily the best uh, perfect set uh, in, of choices in their lives, they, they could simply just kind of make a simple decision and say, well, you know, I don't have to be so anxious. No, the world is not going to end. No, I'm not going to uh, lose control, you know, that easily. If we could easily rationalize about these and um, have a conversation with ourselves, if you will, with our subconscious, uh, if, you know, where we are astutely and, and deeply aware of all these dynamics and we can just kind of relax and go about our lives and not even have these personality disorders, if you will. This, now, again, we, we have talked about personality disorders um, in general and uh, I, I do want to make this distinction uh, in terms of this is a spectrum we are talking about. Because when you may hear about something called narcissism, well, a lot of people are narcissistic. There's called something called healthy narcissism. And without um, healthy narcissism, people wouldn't even survive in this world if there, there wasn't any um, uh, good level or higher level of self-evaluation, self-appraisal, self-praise, um, if you will, and... Uh, uh, self-admiration, then people would uh, really have a hard time to get up in the morning because there's lots of um, uh, adversarial uh, factors and and uh, uh, you know 
impact, if you will, in life that go against our nature and against what we want in life. So uh, any of these personality disorders, they're uh, a spectrum of features, of traits, of characteristics. Any one of us may at times over, uh, you know, want to overcome or overrule uh, or go against the grain, if you will, and uh, against certain rules or authorities and kind of rebel at certain things we don't like. That doesn't make us antisocial immediately. Uh, any one of us, we may want to uh, get the attention of other people and be the center of attention, present ourselves in the best uh, light, but doesn't make us histrionic immediately. Any of these personality disorders, the distinction where we want along this spectrum uh, kind of draw a line and say how much of it is too much and uh, is regarded a disorder versus just a personality trait or characteristic lies around the idea uh, where these personality styles, if you will, uh, become dysfunctional in nature. So to the point that uh, we are mostly driven by our subconscious anxieties and fears uh, to the point of destruction, to the point of losing friends, family members, uh, valuable relationships, even assets, you know, uh, tangible material, materials, if you will, that we own in life because we have made certain decisions, really bad decisions over and over and over again, and we are impervious to and oblivious to uh, the realities of life that are occurring simply based on um, our personality characteristics. So if some of these characteristics actually propel us into the future and gives us, give us a, a healthy opportunity of living a healthy life, they can become an asset. But if it is too much, if we go you know, engage in these types of so very much subconscious and unconscious coping mechanisms around, around our certain anxieties, fears, and what we call neuroticism, and uh, to the point that we are um, really uh, defeating the purpose, defeating our own um, uh, goals and uh, become um, less successful and uh, more or less fail and throughout our journey of our lives, then we are dealing with an actual disorder. So uh, how do we deal with this, those disorders if they become a disorder? And how do we detect them? We will uh, uh, certainly cover that in another video where we will go over the treatments of these personality disorders. As always, I would like to invite you to leave a comment for this video and uh, also any ideas, suggestions, thoughts that you may have that you would like us to create more videos for you. Uh, let us know. You can leave a comment on uh, therapycable.com or this video uh, on YouTube or other channels that you're watching this video. And we would be glad to respond to you as well as produce those other uh, videos that are in demand. Thank you for watching and have a nice day. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Therapy Cable podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast provider. To view the entire videos of these episodes, visit us online at therapycable.com and send us an email about your thoughts and topic suggestions.